Hello, Zebras and Spoonies. Thank you for coming over and visiting with me today. I am glad that you are here. Today I want to talk about something a little bit more difficult and a little bit more personal. Um, I want to talk about the loss and the loneliness that comes when you have chronic illness. Um, oftentimes people think about chronic illness taking away our physical attributes, our ability to walk, um, your vision, you know, hair loss, anything. You know, they think about the physical consequences of having illnesses. You know, uh, and even those of us who have chronic illnesses usually talk about the physical consequences of those illnesses. I frequently talk about um, my chronic pain and the challenges that I face in having chronic fatigue and the way that this affects my life. But what we don't always talk about, and I think that we should talk about more, is the way that losing things physically comes with a emotional and psychological price. It comes with a grieving. It comes with a shift in personal identity. We have this image in our minds of who we are. How we define ourselves is often connected to how we see ourselves and how we can physically engage with the world. So when we lose our ability to walk or to speak or to see, it doesn't change just the way that we physically engage with the world. It also changes the way that we see ourselves. It changes the identity that we have created in our own minds of who we are. It can also affect some of the other identities that we've attached to and that we have identified with. So in my personal case, I have for 20 years now worked as a nurse and um, it's been a, something that I've strongly identified with. I love being a nurse. I find an immense amount of gratification in helping other people. I find a lot of value in doing work that I feel matters. Helping people to me is one of the most important things that I can do in my life. It gives me purpose. And I, and I do that greatly through my profession. So when my body changes and I lose things physically and it affects my ability to perform my job, it greatly affects my sense of self-identity. I'm currently facing a transition point in my life in that I have reached a stage that it is difficult to work as a nurse and soon I will not be able to do it at all anymore. And because of that, I'm making changes in my life to transition out of the profession. And this is huge for me. It comes with a sense of grieving. It comes with a struggling for self-identity, a sense of loss. But with all of that, I think is another issue that we frequently don't talk about. And this is a sense of 
isolation and loneliness that often comes with chronic illness. When we struggle with our grief and our changes of personal identity and these losses in our lives, it is often difficult for us to express and it is difficult for us to reach out to other people around us and connect and talk about in a meaningful way what those losses are and why they're impacting us. So it can be difficult to have meaningful conversations, which gives us this kind of wall just because language kind of isolates us. I would personally argue that our psychological struggles with grief, loss, loneliness, and isolation are much bigger and much more difficult to tackle and to navigate than the physical challenges that we often face. For one, when we face physical challenges, there are usually people who are more readily available to help. While there are people in, in the mental health system who are trained professionals to help you work through psychological issues, there are very few who are trained specifically to deal with issues surrounding and related to chronic illness. And this means that it's very difficult to find people who truly understand what it means when you have to start using a piece of adaptive equipment. Because it's not just about having a difficult time walking. When you start having to use a walker or a wheelchair, it becomes an issue of self-identity. It becomes a challenge to the visualization of who you are in your own mind. It also becomes a physical representation of your disability that you now have to put on display. One of the things about having a invisible illness, while it can be very frustrating, it also has the advantage that you can pretend that you are well and you don't have to have your disability on display for people to give opinion on, for people to pity. When you start using adaptive equipment or other types of devices, that invisibility goes away and you are now subject to the opinions of others, whether you want them or not, whether they're strangers or friends or family, you get to live with what they think, whether they give you that opinion or not, you know, they have them. Sometimes it's just looks. Sometimes it's casual, seemingly offhanded comments. And sometimes it's family members who will outright give you long, judgmental, misguided commentary that you just never wanted in life. Um, so how do you navigate all of that? It can be just as painful to deal with as physical pain. 
that suffering can be just as just as difficult and just as much and just as intense as the suffering that comes with having a chronic pain disorder. And a lot of times people don't think about this as a suffering. And because it can be difficult to talk about our chronic illness in meaningful ways, we often choose not to, and we choose to withdraw. And if we're not careful, we can withdraw so much that we find ourselves to be truly isolated and we lose the fundamentally important relationships in our lives. And then we become even more lonely and we have even more grief and even more loss and suffering in our lives. It's kind of a cascade spiral effect if we're not careful. So please don't think of this podcast as a talk of despair and hopelessness um, because it's not. I, I don't think that we are inevitably doomed to fall into a pit of suffering and despair of undying loneliness. Um, but I do think that we're at risk and that we need to be aware of this and that we need to take measures to protect ourselves and to guard ourselves against the armoring of our hearts and the shielding of our souls and the withdrawing from other human beings. The more that we do that, the greater our isolation and the more that our loneliness will be. Is it true that those people in our lives that don't have the same stuff going on as we do, is it true that they won't understand? Yeah. I mean, somebody who doesn't have Ehlers-Danlos hypermobile type is never really going to understand what it's like to have joints that just sort of do their own thing and wander around and pop out and just be like, yo, hey, we're going to go over here right now. Ah. But they don't have to understand everything about you and all the nuances in your life in order to care about you and in order to have meaningful, complete relationships. I think that's something that we forget about the way that relationships work because the truth about human interaction and human relationships is that you can never completely and truly know and understand another human being. There will always be aspects of another person's existence that you don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's like to be asthmatic. I don't know what it's like to be a man. You know, these are things that my husband has for life experiences that I will never share. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that we can't have a meaningful relationship just because I don't know what those things are like and he doesn't know what it's like to have EDS or what it's like to be a woman. It's about compassion. It's about respect. It's about regard. It's about being genuine, open, and vulnerable. And you're not always going to get it right, and that's okay too. So it's about forgiveness and acceptance of each other's flaws and shortcomings. So please, while you go through your journey of chronic illness, don't let yourself become cold. Don't let yourself become distant. 
and don't close your heart to other people, no matter how often this world hurts you and no matter how bad your illness gets. Thank you again for stopping by. I look forward to talking to you again. Until then, you take care of yourself. Bye.